Yo, yo, mathletes. Sixth podcast. <coughs> what? <laughs> I should have coughed at the beginning. <laughs> okay, is that it? Yes. Hi there. It's me, Izzy. And me, Eleanor. And that's what Eleanor does before every episode of Monday Morning Musicals. And this time I told her, since it's the Mean Girls episode, if she did it, I was going to leave it in. So, yeah. now you get to listen. That's wonderful. Welcome back. It's the new year, and hopefully we sound a little bit nicer if we're using this right, because we have a microphone now. Yes. So hopefully we sound good you in your think ears. If that nothing has changed, please let us know. Yeah, because I never used a microphone before. And we think we're doing it right. I hope I'm doing it good. So this time we're talking about Mean Girls. Yes. I love that show. Just as a note to start off the episode, we have never seen this show live, so if we're a little bit off on, like, the context of things, then that's our bad. We never saw the show. This is all based on um, promotional things they've sent out, Tony's performance, things we've heard about the show. YouTube videos that they've posted and stuff like that. That's what we're basing all of this on. The cast album, too. Yeah. I also want to say as another note, we really like this show and we're excited to talk about it, but we do have a lot of thoughts and criticisms on it, so we're trying not to be too negative because we really do like the show as a whole, but we do have a lot of criticisms of the show. Yes. Which isn't to say it's a bad show. Right. Okay. You want to give a summary? Okay, Mean Girls is based on a movie by the same name. You've probably heard of it. It followed Katie, a new student at a school, trying to fit in with the popular Mean Girls, and then it kind of followed, you know, that cliche Mean Girls and them kind of trying to stop the Mean Girls. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, a quick history of the show. It's based on the movie of the same name from 2004. Uh, It was announced in 2016 that it would be debuting in Washington, D.C. in 2017, which it did in October. And then it moved to Broadway in 2018 and unfortunately won no Tonys, even though they were nominated for 12, which is pretty wild. But they're still running, so they must be doing okay. And I was going to say this year, but it's actually last year, in 2019, (laughs) they started their national tour with Mariah Rose Faith of Starkid Fame. Yes, and other actors and, look yeah. very good. Oh, edit that part out because <laughs> no, it's just they have a beautiful like, cast. They are pretty. <laughs> they are. It's a pretty cast. Okay. <laughs> you want to talk about some of our favorites? Okay. Um, my favorite character is Aaron. I love that funky dude. Mostly from Stupid with Love Reprise and More Is Better. Man, I love that guy. Uh, my favorite character is Katie Heron. I think. She has really good songs, and I love her character. My favorite songs are I See Stars, because it's the best song Mm -hmm. in the album, More Is Better, and World Burn. My favorite songs, I narrowed it down to three because I felt like I've been listing way too many in previous episodes, but it's It Roars, Stupid With Love, and I See Stars, because I See Stars is the best song. (laughs) In 2018... Uh, which was the year Mean Girls was at the Tonys, there were a lot of adaptations, like Mean Girls, Spongebob, and Frozen. I think The Band's Visit was also an adaptation. Really? Wasn't it? 
Hang on one second while I go to IMDb. Don't. Yeah, The Band's Visit was a movie from 2007. Oh. A lot of people don't like adaptations, which I think is valid, because original shows on Broadway are important, and they can do really cool stuff with them, and lately it does seem like there's been a lot of adaptations, like the four that you mentioned, and Beetlejuice, and Tootsie, and just many other shows. And I think... Original shows are important, but I don't think that adaptations should be ignored just because they are adaptations. And I don't think they're stopping original shows from being there. Right. Because I think there's high potential for adaptations to be really fun and really funky. Yeah, one um, adaptation I'd like to talk about is Spongebob because it did so wonderful bringing that story onto stage. I genuinely think Spongebob had some of the best tech work of a lot of shows that I've seen and it got almost no Tonys just I I mean this isn't like a proven fact but it adaptations don't typically get all those awards yeah the band's visit though is a nice example though because it differed from that it got lots of Tonys Mm -hmm. and that's a Tonys thing that (laughs) it it had an important story it did and I mean I like I don't like when shows sweep at the Tonys, and I think Spongebob should have got more tech awards, but I can look at Spongebob and look at the band's visit and see the difference in those two stories and the importance of the band's visit. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but I think some of those tech awards should have gone to Spongebob, too. Yeah, because it had a wonderful tech. Adaptations can be groundbreaking while still telling the same story that has already been told. I just... I really like the idea of Mean Girls the musical. Mm -hmm. Like, when I heard Mean Girls was going to be a musical, I was like, oh my god, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. You know? Um, But I don't think they did much to change it to make it a musical. I mean, obviously there's musical numbers, but they didn't... um, It just seems like they put the movie on stage. I think that's very true. And later when we talk about set, the set design, I Mm -hmm. have... Yeah. They're just, I, in my own opinion, I don't think they're making the most of the medium that they have been put in. I definitely think that's true. Because it's cool to see adaptations and see how they adapt the movie or whatever it is to the stage. Like, Spongebob did really cool stuff. And I just feel like Mean Girls didn't take every opportunity Mm-hmm. that they had. Like, there's so many new layers to work with when you move something into a theater, and I felt like they didn't really take them all into account. Mm-hmm. Another th- thing that I think is good about adaptations is that it brings more attention to Broadway, I think. When people hear that, like, there's going to be a Mean Girls musical or a Beetlejuice musical, they it's something they know, and they'll be interested in it. Yeah, like, um, for shows that are original, sometimes you see that if they don't get Tonys, they don't, um, keep running. But Mean Girls will keep running because Mean Girls has a large fan base outside of Broadway. Yeah. And sometimes shows like that can come across as a cash grab, which, like, maybe it is, because Mean Girls is very popular. They can definitely sell, like, merch and stuff and sell tickets just based on it being Mean Girls. But I don't think 
that all of these adaptations are just cash grabs and even I think if they are, even if it is it can still be a fun show. Yeah. I think Mean Girls is still a fun show. Hearing that it's a cash grab isn't going to turn me away from the show. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the original Broadway production. Let's do it. A lot of my notes on this are not specifically about the original Broadway production, but just the show as a whole. I think this is the best place to talk about it. Okay. I just really love the message of the show. I love um, the end in I See Stars when she breaks up the crown and throws it to everyone. I think it's a good show. Yeah, I... It's a good, I like, the plot is good. I have no complaints about the plot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I really like the cast as well. I like that they hired young actors for most of the young roles. Yeah, They really did a good job bringing um, new Broadway faces into the show. Yeah, and I think they're going to go on to do a lot of really cool stuff, too. Like, Because um, I didn't know a lot of them before... Um, mean Girls got popular. Like, I knew Barrett Wilbert Weed, so that was cool. But I didn't know Taylor Louderman or Erica Henningsen or Carrie Butler or other people on the show. But now I know them and I keep up on what they're doing and it's cool. I think it's good and I think it's a good way to bring new people into the theater. And I feel like these people will have plenty of jobs when they eventually leave Mean Girls. Definitely. Some of them have already left. Yeah. I have some thoughts about um, Janice and Damien as the narrators of the show. Because during the first song, they're speaking to us, the listener or viewer of the musical, and they're telling us they're going to tell us this story. And I think that's interesting because if you look at the story, they're always kind of like the heroes of it. Like they're the ones who've been wronged. They're the ones who help Katie even though she's hanging out with the plastics and stuff. While the plastics are basically villainized, which I don't want to say that they're not the villains of this story because if one of the teens is going to be the villain of the story, it's definitely Regina. But she's almost, like, inhuman in the way that she, like, speaks and acts. Yeah. And it's pretty weird to me. She has lines like, I'm a massive deal, fear me, love me, stand and stare at me, I am, like, drunk with power. And even for, like, a queen bee mean girl, that doesn't sound like something a teenager would say about herself. Because, like, I don't know what grade they're in, but, like, a 16 or 17-year-old talking like that about herself, it doesn't seem real. She sounds like a caricature of herself. And so I think... The Mean Girls has unreliable narrators in Janice and Damien. I don't know if it was intentional, but that's what I think. That's how I would put it, I think. And um, I think if you think about it from this perspective, you can kind of, you can excuse some other things. Like um, if they're doing caricatures, there's um, maybe some lyrics that you can kind of. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's on purpose, but um, it does improve the musical to look at it that way for me. Yeah, because we're going to talk later about the lyrics, and we do have some problems with them. And if Janice and Damien are telling this story in a biased way, maybe it would make more sense for these lyrics to not be so strong. Yeah. Okay, 
I don't have much to say about the tour because I don't know much about it, but all that I do have to say is that I love Mariah Rose Faith and I love Danielle Wade. Also, they have a video up on YouTube of them performing Fearless. Go watch it. I'll link to it because it's a good video. It's very good. All right. Do you want to talk about the songs now? Um, yeah. Let's talk about the lyrics. I do think at first listen, the songs are very catchy and very fun. They are. They are fun to sing. They're very fun and they've got um like rememberable rememberable <laughs> memorable. Tune. Yeah, they've got memorable like tunes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so Definitely, if you're listening to it casually, they'll seem great. This is just more of, like, listening in depth. Yeah. At second listen, the lyrics are not strong. They're not good. They they just seem a little bit lazy. Yeah. Um, I put a couple lyrics in my notes that bother me. Um, in World Burn, there was a lyric that I thought was going to be, I want to make the world turn, which I thought would be cool, like that perspective that she has that like mean people make the world turn like yeah we need mean people to but that's not the lyric it's actually i want to make the world turn so mean which i don't like it anymore it doesn't sound good i thought it was gonna be cool yeah it's and maybe like i haven't looked at like the lyrics maybe it's like i want to take make the world turn and then on a separate thought so mean but the way it sounds is very much i want to make the world turn so mean which doesn't sound good it's not i don't like it anymore yeah it just seems uh like there's no in-depth thinking you know like it's just like she wants the world to turn so mean she's mean that's her Mm -hmm. that's her trait you know okay another lyric actually another song that i think has really weak lyrics is i'd rather be me And I really like the song I'd Rather Be Me. I like to sing it. I like to listen to it. It's very fun. But when I listen to it, there's a couple lyrics I kind of like, I guess for lack of a better word, cringe at. Because they just sound bad. It it sounds good when you hear her, like, and you see her up on stage and she's all angry and she's singing them at you. You kind of get the feel for it and you're like, yeah, but if you really listen, it's not great. So one of them, she says... So your best friend screwed you over, acted nice when she not nice. The acted nice when she not nice part, I don't like it. It's not, like, and there's, okay, the other line in this song that I don't like is, and if you treat me bad, I'll say you're bad. The idea that they got this musical on Broadway and twice they couldn't think of a different lyric than just using the same word in, like, twice in the same line. Acted nice when she not nice. If you treat me bad, I'll say you're bad. Like, they couldn't think of a rhyme for that. They could not think of another line to put there. They're on Broadway. It's, and it was shocking to me because um, one of the writers for the lyrics on uh, Mean Girls also wrote Legally Blonde. And I love Legally Blonde. Me too. And I think the lyrics are really fascinating and really interesting. And I like them a lot. But um, I don't feel that way about Mean Girls. Yeah. So I don't know if it was rushed or, um, also I think the woman who wrote it wrote Legally Blonde with her husband and I think it was just her in Mean Girls, so it might have been like not enough 
people. Um, but I felt like it, it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. I would agree. So overall, I really like the cast album. I think it's fun. I think it's good. But it's, they're not that great at lyrics. I think their strongest songs are Katie's songs. I don't know what it is that's different, but I think they're just better at writing songs for Katie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Also, as a side note about lyrics, there's a furry imagery topic that I want to discuss. I felt like, when I was making my notes, I felt like there was something else that I wasn't thinking of. But these are the two things I did think of. Obviously, the North Shore Lions costume. Hooking up with Shane Omen in the North Shore Lions costume. We all see it. Yeah, we see it. And then, um, I'm going to link to a Tumblr post because this is where this came from. But I didn't think of it on my own, I mean. But the line in Apex Predator, like a lioness, only with less fur... Um, yeah, the implication that there is still some fur. (laughs) Furry imagery. I will link to that post and put the person who made it, but, yeah. Haunts me. Absolutely haunting. Terrifying. Anyway, do you want to talk about the set? I would like to talk about the set because I really care about it. I want to say, this kind of goes back, we haven't seen the show. Maybe in the context of the show, or maybe there's set pieces that make it better, but we're going to be a little critical of the set. But if we're off base because we don't know the context, sorry about that. Yeah, it's about, like, videos we've seen of them performing, Tony Awards, I've seen some backstage vlogs. It's about those things. Ella, we're going to be short. The set also comes across as kind of lazy, like the lyrics did. One of the main things I've seen um, is the screen for the lunchroom for the school background. And um, I think screens are really neat, and I think they can be used in fun ways. And I think, like, projectors can be used um, very good for cheaper productions. Um, But I do think they're lazy um, when they're not being used in, like, when they're just being used to show the rest of the scene. Yeah. Like, and I think this screen is not just for the lunchroom set. I think it's the background yeah. of most of the set. I just said that one because that's one I'm sure of. Yeah. Um, uh, I think their set is overwhelmingly fine. You know, like it brings them into the places, but it's yeah. not doing anything new or unique. Yeah. It seems like they're just mostly, like, putting up... The background of a school and then they have a lunch table or like they put up a pink background and then they have a bed like it's a bedroom it's just um it's and mean girls isn't the first show to do this this isn't a direct attack on mean girls right it's just um almost an attack on like um like now that we have this technology some theaters think they can get away with just doing that and not really thinking yeah about scenic design yeah and I think technology should be implemented in theater, and it can be implemented well, but when they use it like this, it's just replacing good set design. There's a set designer who could have designed a really cool set for this show, and they just didn't use them. Yeah, when I see that, it's like, 
it's like they looked at like well where is this scene and then they just made it like the easiest way they could and they also have like I know for like bed bedrooms and stuff it just comes in you know and that's a bedroom and I'm not saying I'm against like realistic scenic design you know like right. I love a simple like um scenic design that you kind of have to imagine but I'm not yeah. against this type it's just it seems lazy in yeah. this scenario and especially with the um with the mediocre lyrics we've talked about um I think a thoughtful set, set I think a thoughtful set design could have um really brought it up yeah Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. I hope we weren't too critical. We do like the show. We do like the show. We'll be back on January 20th, and have a happy new year. Bye. Bye. Love Love you. you. Hi there again. Hey. It's me, Izzy. And me, Eleanor. Again. (laughs) Um, We're sorry this episode was short. We recorded it over our winter break, and we didn't have that much free time, and we kind of wanted to make the most of it before we went back to school. Yeah, this was not as long as we anticipated, and we don't really have time to add more. Yeah, we just finished editing, and we're a little bummed at how short it is, but we'll be back January 20th, and we'll make sure that one's a regular feature-length podcast episode. Yes. Thanks for being understanding. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Love Love you. you again.